Bones, I have one question for you. What would that question be? Are you ready to go right now? Well, yeah, where are we going? Because I'll tell you what, we're locked and loaded for another episode, eh? Jesus Christ, you're such a patriot. <laughs> what a patriot and what am I in? Welcome to the Weekly Warrior Podcast, where we are forging genuine human connection through fitness, health, mindset, and nutrition. Let's get to the show with your hosts, Jared Bradford, Connor Edelbrock, and Corey Mueller. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was a good one. I'll give you that. That was a good one. It's different. Uh, yeah, I didn't have a can to crack, so. Neither do I. So I guess that was the best, next best thing. I mean, if you don't have a can, then obviously let's look for a gun. In my household, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, more guns than cans. Uh, yeah. Yep. Connor cool. gave up. Uh, she gave up the bubbly water because of the BPA toxins in the cans. Sure. So the only cans I have are Killcliff Ignites, and I've already had one of those today. So, yeah, I can tell. Yeah. Great. What are we doing today, man? I'm super excited uh, to talk to you about something that you have ventured in a little bit in the past but now you're like you're putting the gas pedal down on some some training protocols and doing some really cool stuff with specifically with like rugby players so Mm -hmm. i want Mm -hmm. you to tell me what this is all about yeah wow what an intro so uh, i i i formed this company sisu training systems and this was born in houghton michigan houghton is is pretty much the furthest point north in Michigan, the basically the biggest city in the UP that is the furthest north. It's it's just a really really cool place to be, and it's it's a strong uh, Finnish heritage. So the term Sisu, I went to a school called Finlandia University for Physical Therapy. The term Sisu is a Finnish term that basically means the inner strength that we harness to accomplish extraordinary physical and mental challenges. It's 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 it really resonated with me and so i just kept thinking like i love this term it's been around the crossfit community uh for a while it's when i first heard it but i was like i don't really know what that means it was, it was years ago then i saw it on the wall at my school i'm like wow that's really cool and so sisu training systems was born and i've adopted that ideology to rugby and fitness which is truly something that's been there for me all along so from the point where i learned how to play rugby very early on from a coach his his motto was adapt and overcome so the game isn't going how we want you know adapt and overcome the the ball is the ball is wet and it's hard to catch adapt and overcome you know the other team is bigger than us adapt and overcome the gym is closed the restaurants the malls are closed adapt and overcome so it it started in rugby for me back in 10th grade Yep. Um, with like a, the mindset, the growth mindset and, and how to uh, attack challenges with a positive attitude. And it's brought me into life. And now I'm putting it into the SISU training system. So the moral and mental foundation of the company is the mindset of, you know, an unwillingness to back down, to waver away from challenges because challenges equal growth. So that's where it was, bo- it was born up in Houghton, Michigan. And further to get into it, specifically to rugby, we're an athletic training program. So I'm taking high school, college, and club team players, boys and girls, men's and women's teams, and 
I've been doing this for years, but now it's, it's with my own company. Mm -hmm. We create a faster, more fit and functional athlete. So where there was a lizard, there's now Godzilla. Yeah. Where there was a shy, skinny B-side player, there's now, you know, an all-conference top 150 player rugby, rugby player in the nation. And where there was a winless team, there's now a young playoff-bound squad, which is all of the things that I've seen happen to either myself, players that I've coached um, at CMU, um, or the team at CMU. Yeah. Um, CMU, Central Michigan University, go Exiles. Yeah, go Exiles. Skull. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I love the the motivation the rugby motivation piece of this because I obviously have been playing as well since ninth grade back in man that's two thousand seven was my the spring of my freshman year mm-hmm. and my coach back then his get this his name was Keith Stone so like the guy from the Keystone commercials yeah perfect and his thing was always you may not be the most talented player on the field but if you are the most fit player on the field and you have like if your team is more fit than the other team, chances are you're probably going to win just mm-hmm. over sheer determination and power yeah. of will. And so, yeah, all of this resonates super deep with me. And you, like you said, you've been doing this for a few years now. Yeah. And in some official capacities, some unofficial uh, capacities, and it's been really like interesting to to watch it kind of take shape and become Sisu. Yeah, so it's very interesting what your coach was talking about, which is what I wanted to get into later, that at, especially at the high school level and the college level and some men's and women's club level, the, the skill set is pretty much the same, especially at the high school level. Yeah. So really, the, the variability in skill isn't going to change much within your state. You know, you'll have better teams more skilled teams with better coaches that have more opportunity to grow and, 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 and harness a player's talent. Mm-hmm. But really, there's not going to be a broad skill set advantages from team to team. Every team is going to have some skilled players. Yeah. What's going to change it is the fitness aspect, yep. the more aggressive aspect. So you can take, I mean, how many players did we have that were just aggressive and we could throw them on the rugby field and they'll learn the game? in a couple of games, a couple of practices. But the point is, if you're aggressive, you're going to be effective. Mm-hmm. So once you get into higher level, elite level rugby in the U.S. or National League, well, then the skill set becomes varied, right? So you're going to have very skilled teams, the All Blacks, you know, South Africa, even the U.S. now. And then you'll have teams that aren't really up there with the All Blacks. But the fitness is all going to be pretty much leveled off at that point. So every team is going to be fit and aggressive, yeah. yep. right? So at the lower level, not lower level, but the different levels, high school, college, and men's club team, what I'm catering to is if you want to be more fit, then let's do it because you're going to be winning more games. You're going to be more successful on the field. Yeah, for sure. I, especially high school and college, if you are in shape and you're even somewhat skilled, you're going to be a dominant player. Mm -hmm. Whereas once you get to men's league, like, depending on what level you're playing at. Cause I mean, I've had varying experience playing anywhere from D four men's to D two men's. It's like a whole bunch of like, you're going to have a whole lot of different opportunities and whatever. Yeah. But again, if you're in shape, you're going to be a better rugby player. And if you're not mm-hmm. in shape, I think you can agree with this and anyone who's ever played any sport, but sp- like, I think specifically rugby, rugby sucks. 
when you're out of shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, it leads to injuries and it just, it's not really fun. It, <laughs> it's not, it's just not fun when you're out of shape. So um, what is your approach? What does that look like from athlete to athlete? Is it all the same? What does that look like? When you're first starting out with fitness, so I'm talking about high school athletes and even college athletes, because a lot of college athletes, just because they're in college doesn't mean they've lifted weight. Yeah. So if you're under two years of lifting experience, it's going to look the same. You need to build a base level of strength and movement patterns. So you're going to be squatting a lot, deadlifting a lot, pressing, rowing, and you're going to build those movement patterns. So just because you're strong enough to squat 300 pounds doesn't mean you should be squatting 300 pounds, right? You need to build proper mechanics and things like that to be effective with your body. Mm -hmm. So just talking with some players across the country, they have body weight goals. So like I'm at 209 pounds and my coach wants me to be at 220. Okay. That's a, a great goal, but it's superficial and it's undirected because you could be 220 pounds. Great. You're 220 pounds. Are you more effective with your body? Have mm-hmm. you built new motor, stronger motor patterns so that when you go into a scrum, when you go into a ruck, you know how to use your body and you know the strength capacity of your body so that you're more effective in those scrums and rucks? Or are you just 220 pounds trying to throw it around? Yeah. Yep. You know, so that's the basis. From the beginning, you're going to be building a base level of strength and hypertrophy. It takes a long time for this to build, which is why we need to start earlier in high school with lifting. And that lifting doesn't have to be heavy or maximal. You just need to lift. Right. You need to lift. Even if you only have 135 pounds. Yeah. You know, have a barbell and 245 pound weights. Great. We can do a lot with that. Yeah. It's not just three by 10. We can do a lot with time under tension. We can do a lot pauses, box squats, things like this. So you're going to see a lot of that in our programming and a lot of uh, speed work. I mean, you, if you want to become a faster sprinter, there's a lot of different things you can do, but you just need a sprint. Yeah. Right. You got to do it more, do the thing more to get better at it. So that's where the basis is. We, I want to build a more functional athlete. So I don't care about your body weight. I understand the body weight goals and I want you to get to 220 because honestly, a 210 pound lock is going to, that has fit and knows their body and has been training is going to be way more effective than a 220 pound lock that has kind of been willy nillying, maybe does some sprints, does some squats, but nothing really structured or programmed. Right. So I'm taking the 210 pound lock all day. Yeah. You know, so that's, that's the basis building that foundation. And then, and then, you know, building your triangle, your, your, your pyramid from there. So is it going to like with your methodology, is it going to look the same for every athlete, regardless of position, body type, anything like that? Or is it going to be different? No, to start off, it's all going to look the same because the the body type, the position does change. And we're going to get into that, how it can change. But at the same time, it doesn't, you need to be more fit. You need to be more strong. So this is what it comes down to train the athlete not the sport. So I'm training athletes to be faster, stronger, more powerful, more resilient, and have some injury prevention mixed in. Yeah. I'm not going to train you to play rugby. I'm not going to train you to play hockey or basketball. I'm training the athlete. Yeah. No, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not training the position. Yes. There are going to be some things that a forward, if I had you in person, I would train a prop 
I would give you some different exercises than what I would give a wing mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. You know? But broad remote training, no, you, we're going to get you stronger. We're going to get you faster. Yeah. I can, again, completely relate with that because in times where I go into a season where it's been a lot of, uh, let's just say, like lack of explosive training mm-hmm. and more just like some weightlifting and, you know, some light running and whatever it definitely makes a difference than when I've mm-hmm. gone into a season with like explosive sprint training mm-hmm. and di- varying weight training. Like that's targeted specifically for what the, you know, and what an athlete needs, not necessarily like a weightlifter. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it makes a world of difference with, you know, how you run the ball, how you attack a, a tackle, how you go mm-hmm. into a ruck, how you maul, how you scrum your body position, Um, it makes a huge difference in everything, which, so I've been, I don't know if you, I mean, I've been doing your programming for the last week and my quarantine workouts have been bullshit. I'm just going to put that out there. Like (laughs) they've been complete bullshit. And so this first week, like these movements are all things that I'm familiar with, but it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm starting from ground zero and the, Uh the movements feel awesome and i am super excited to see where it's going to go as time rolls on but man there's such a difference with the approach of the preseason and a lot of rugby players and again we know this because we've been in leadership positions on multiple teams when we played at cmu together you were the captain i was the president so we like we understand rugby players struggle with like anything that's complicated so <laughs> like, like, let's be honest. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, th- so with your programming, is it's going to be nice and simple for, you know, rugby players to understand the simpler, the better for them, or are you going to get into mm-hmm. some more complex kind of uh, movements where you're going to have to coach some people through it? Yep. So all of this programming <laughs> is delivered straight to your phone. Every single movement is going to have a video attached to it. And plus, you're going to have access to me through the app and through a Facebook page and through whatever you need at any time for questions. So just to get that out there right away, as far as the programming, it's going to be intelligent, down to earth and no bullshit. I mean, there is going to be times where I say, take 90 percent of that weight you just completed and complete these three sets of eight. Right. So you did 220 pounds for your deadlift. Great. Take 90 percent of that. Do an additional drop set of that weight, mm. right? So that's about as complicated as it's going to get, yeah. which is still simple. Everybody has a phone, do the math. Getting into percentages right? and whatever, yeah. Right. But for the most part, it's it's periodized programming, which means it's going to follow macro cycles, meso cycles throughout the year surrounding the fall rugby season, right? So it's going to ramp up with a lot of strength through uh, the off-season. In-season training is going to look much different than the off-season, mm-hmm. Postseason training is going to look much season than the much different than the off season. So the training is going to change throughout the year, but it's all going to be approachable, down to earth, no bullshit. Yeah, I think this is really interesting. And the question that I have is, like, obviously this is going to be tailored to an athlete, specifically looking at like a rugby athlete, but someone who is coming in, like, let's say, like right now is a perfect example. While we're in this quarantine, gyms are closed, whatever. And you have a CrossFit athlete 
where like, yes, obviously like to do CrossFit, you do have to be an athlete. However, the type of training that CrossFit offers is still, I mean, it doesn't completely translate to a rugby field in a hundred percent of ways. So like, let's say you get a CrossFit athlete coming to you saying, I'd like to do your programming. Um, Mm -hmm. Are you going to give them the same type of stuff? Uh, I, you know what I mean? Like, is it going to be like, is it all going to be like, I'm going to make you a better athlete regardless of whatever you're doing? Well, it's not, it's not CrossFit. Yeah. Right. So this is tailored towards building that base, right? Building base strength, building base motor movement patterns, and then building hypertrophy and strength, power, speed off of those movement patterns. Okay. So once you learn how to wall sit for a minute, Great. You can wall sit for a minute. You look good. Your body angle's fine. Very simple. Great. Let's move to a pause body weight back, uh, body weight squat. Great. You can do that. Let's do a regular air squat. Great. You did all those within two minutes. You look fine. Cool. Let's get a PVC on your back. Let's do a box squat. Great. That looks awesome. Put a barbell box squat. Great. Now let's do a regular back squat with a barbell. Great. All this can be done within one minute. And I'm not going to do these assessments with the athletes, but the point is it's progressive, right? So you're going to see wall sits in the program. You're going to see paused air squats. You're going to see paused back squats. You're going to see these foundational movements. And then you're going to see explosive squats. So you're going to see explosive jumps. Mm -hmm. You're going to see explosive jumping lunges. You're going to see walking lunges. You're going to see bounding, right, which is jumping from one foot to the other. So you're getting a very broad range. But the point is you need to be able to master. There's going to be different there's also many aspects of different levels within the programming. So if I program push-ups for the day, right, there's level one, you're going to accumulate 50 reps, right? Level two, I want you to accumulate 80 reps. Level three, mm. you're going to accumulate a hundred reps. Yeah. So I'm not going to throw, I'm not going to throw a high school, a female high school athlete, do a hundred reps of push-ups. Great. Well, in my experience, high school female athletes that come to me aren't doing push-ups extremely well. Same with with male high school athletes. A lot of them aren't doing push-ups. Very yeah, well, took, I couldn't right? do a push-up in high school. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So why 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 would I send you programming? All right, you and also your college senior. All of you do a hundred reps. So there is some variability, but at the same time, it's leveled off. I'm keeping tabs on you. I'm keeping in contact with you throughout the whole process. Mm-hmm. So no, it's not CrossFit. CrossFit, the training modality looks very different although both have functional movements i'm not going to give you 21 15 9 of front squats and burpees that's not the program yeah yeah i like that mm-hmm. i like the and like i said i've been doing this for a week now and it i like that it feels very uh like it's going to translate well to performance on the field which is exactly what I want and it gives it yeah. gives that direction, which is huge for mm-hmm. especially right now when rugby players aren't playing rugby and we're not getting coached and uh yeah. especially at like a club men's club level, even at a high like high school and college level. So having that direction and having you do that is huge. And that's the biggest thing. If when we were going through CMU, we lacked a lot of direction. Oh yeah. Right? We wanted to work out, we went to the school gym, we didn't really know what to do. I started to learn at that point, and then we got in touch with a coach, Jeremy, yep. and we learned how you know we should be training. Yeah, and that led us into CrossFit and a lot of other things. And CrossFit's not bad; you can do CrossFit and you know 
feel more confident and fit to attack the rugby field, but it's not optimal. Yeah. I'm not ever going to train. So that's what we need. We need direction. And that's exactly what I'm providing. You know, that's what if I've talked to athletes and players so far, just in the past week. And a lot of them, at least 50% are saying, yeah, I go to the field. I just not exactly sure what to do. Kick the ball around, run back and forth a few yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. So day two, week one, I'm looking at it right now, acceleration and deceleration training. So three rounds, a five meter burst, five meter back pedal, straight into a 20 meter burst, rest a minute between. That's a lot of what the training is going to look mm-hmm. like. You know, then we're going three rounds each direction, five meter side shuffle, 10 meter turn to burst, rest 60 seconds. Yeah. So you're getting that change of direction, the agility, the acceleration, the deceleration. It's not, you know, 50 burpees for time. And that correlates right into rugby. It's like attacking on a like a pod taking the ball on a run mm-hmm. and then you there's a penalty so you got to go back 10 and then you mm-hmm. come up and attack the other team when they run when the ball carrier comes at you yeah it's it's explosive sprint power speed yeah. change of direction agility training cuz most athletes i think i don't know if people realize this but most athletes especially high school and college aged athletes who keep up with relative fitness in college they don't suffer any deficit in aerobic capacity, right? So they can go, 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 go at this steady state for as long as they like, right? In fact, our oxidative energy system uses oxygen to supply the energy needed to keep moving, Mm. right? So as long as you're breathing, you can keep jogging, biking, rowing, in our case, running around the rugby field. You can do that for 80 minutes, your oxidative energy system is going to supply that. So you don't need one hour of running sessions. You don't need two hours on the elliptical or long trail runs. They have their place, but what rugby athletes need is explosiveness, power, yeah. speed, quickness, strength. They need these attributes, and they need to be able to recover from them quickly so that they may do them over and over again on the field. So the deficit for rugby and a rugby athlete is the inability to recover quick enough from a ruck, from a scrum or a sprint in order to get right back to your feet and do it again. Yep. And again, yeah. that's the deficit, right? It's not, oh, I'm out of breath because I ran, you know, for the last five minutes. No, after five minutes of running, if it's just running, you're going to be able to adapt to it and overcome and you're going to keep mm-hmm. running. Right. So here's the positional thing. The deficit for a scrum half isn't the fact that he has to run six plus miles per match and he can't do it. He can. It's that he has to sprint to some rucks, yeah. pass the ball long and wide to the fly half, sprint to the next ruck. You have to be listening to the calls. And now he has to ruck because the back line isn't rucking and the forwards are still picking themselves up from the last <laughs> ruck. And he has to get up and run to the next ruck because he has to make a tackle because the ball got turned over, right? You have to be able to recover from these things and be able to go again and again, those bouts, those efforts, right? So likewise, forwards don't usually have aerobic deficiency, right? They just can't recover from the bouts of anaerobic efforts. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that they have to do or do or time and time again. And you know yep. that. You know that you're the most out of breath and tired after a tackle, after a ruck, after a scrum. Yes. So what do most forwards do after a scrum? The ball gets out, ball's out. You stand up and you start moving to wherever the ball goes. Sure. How fast? It's the 60th. Yeah. Okay. 60th minute. I'm probably walking for a little bit and then jogging. Okay. Right. So that's the issue. What if you were able to get out of the scrum and just start going? That'd be, I mean, it'd be awesome. That's the difference in the game. 
So likewise, forwards don't have that aerobic deficiency. They just can't recover from that scrum, that ruck quick yeah. enough. But you guys have to scrum, ruck, maul, tackle, run hard and sprint more than most positions. Yeah. If you look at a winger versus you know a, uh, a loose head prop or uh, a flanker, I mean, <laughs> you're sprinting as a flanker far more than a winger, even though the winger's main job is to sprint. Yeah, their sprints are, there's more break in between their moments of strenuous activity, whereas in a, the forward pack, and this all a lot of it depends on how your coach, you know, has the plays running and where your positions are on the field. Um, mm-hmm. But you're constantly getting into a ruck, getting out of the ruck, moving into a different position to take the ball, and then it's, you know, so on and so forth. Um, yeah. I know that when in my personal experience, my goal has always been like, I want to be in every three to four plays. So I'm either taking the ball every three to four plays or I'm rucking for the ball carrier every three to four plays when we're on offense, which that's, that sounds like, wow, there's a lot of break time in between that, but it's really like no. you take the ball once there's going to, before m- most of the time, before you even get out of a ruck there's already been one or two plays run and then like you're getting back into the next one. So, yeah. So if you want to be involved in every two, three, four plays, okay, well that's about it. Extreme efforts, 80, 90%, hundred percent efforts relative to your body every 60 to 90 seconds. Right. Times that by 80. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a, I mean, that's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot. Yeah. And you got to be ready for it or, I mean, you're going to lose, and that's what we were talking about. The more fit, aggressive, and resilient team is going to win. The skill set of rugby at the high school and college level, you know, it's it's going to be all relatively indifferent. And the fun, th- you know, you. The, yeah, I was going to say the fun thing with rugby is when you're in, when you're more fit, um, the skill work comes. You don't have to think about it as much mm-hmm. because you're you're not worried about how tired you are. You're just you're working on instinct and you're working on the stuff that you work on in practice in, in right. game. You're not even worried about it. There's one less thing to worry about with your fitness because everything else is so much easier. You can tackle more effectively in better positions. And I know this from personal mm-hmm. experience because man, I have been out of shape a lot of times on the rugby field. And that's all you think about is like, Holy shit. When is halftime? Like when's the end of the game? Cause I feel awful right now. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. it's dangerous and it's not fun on top of that. And, you know, if we, if we think about skills, to, what are skills? Most of the skill in rugby is being taught being in the right position at the right yep. time. Yep. Right. So we can talk about skills, offloading, passing, kicking. I mean, th- those don't have a huge place in the high school game. I think it's growing because players are getting better. The college, it gets up a little yeah. more. If you have a funded D1 program, college program, you're going to have more skilled sure. players because you're, be you're going to be able to recruit. So kicking is going to be more of an opportunity, yep. right? Kicking for space, kicking for field position, um, you know, grub kicks, things like that. Then if you take a club D2 team that is just pulling people, pulling athletes that played football in high school or just coming out to try rugby for the first yep. time, yeah. right? The skill set's just not going to be there. But if you're aggressive and you're fit, I mean, I can name a bunch of players on our team that we took just off the street and they were aggressive and they were fit and they became some of the best players because yeah. they learned the game because they were yep. able to perform. Yeah. They were in every set piece. They were in every breakdown, like all over. But they had mm-hmm. no idea what they were doing, but that's fine because you were everywhere making plays and 
like yeah. just getting into it, which is 90% of it. Yeah. And you know, it, I'm not taking on the, uh, I, I was, you know, I was the head coach of CMU for three years, but I'm not, I'm not coaching rugby, right? I'm coaching the fitness of rugby. So there's a difference. Skill matters. You need to be good at rugby fundamentals, but the fitness is what separates the lizards from the Godzilla's. Yeah, I like that. So you're breaking this all into different seasons. So I'm assuming like months before the season. So right now, since spring season was canceled, we mm-hmm. may potentially have a summer seven season. Um, mm-hmm. but what, so like if you were to have somebody who's like, I'm going to play summer seven starting in mid June, come to you now, would you, would mm-hmm. you give them a six week, you know, a six week program for them to do, or would you be starting to plan like, all right, we're going to start working on getting ready for fall. Yeah. So if you come to me, I'm offering a monthly subscription to mm, my programming. Okay. okay. So if you come to me and you say, I want to get ready for sevens, well, I'm not programming for summer sevens yeah. right now. Right. If, if you want to work one-on-one, I can take a limited amount of one-on-one and we can program you that way for yeah. sevens. Right. And I can get you beefed up and ready to go for your summer sevens. And then maybe you hop into the 15s programming in the yeah. fall. Right. If you come to me and say, I want to get better at 15s, which is, I think is sevens is very up and coming. It's in the Olympics. It's, it's popular, fun. It's, yeah. But, but what is going to get high schoolers potentially scholarships? It's the 15s yep. game. What's going to get college players to become all American, all conference, just to accomplish things in playoffs. Yeah. It's 15s yeah. game. The sevens is a tournament based game. And that's what it is. You can be a national champion sevens team. But it's not like you're you're committing an eight week season like you yeah. are in the fall, and that's what I'm after. That's what I love. I love the progress, the practices, the training into the 15s game. It's a more inclusive. It's a more camaraderie. Mm-hmm. It's it is rugby sevens is is super fun, and I'll I'll fuck I'll train you for sevens. Let's do it. But I'm focused yeah, on 15s. for sure. All this programming is going to be delivered straight to your phone via the True Coach app, which you've been using. Yes. Um, yep. It's all of the movements are all going to be shown up with a video, right? Which so is actually when you super sign up for the helpful, program, by the way. Yeah, there's some different movements, but really you, you've seen a lot of them. And the movements are going to be simple and they're going to be repeated because you need to get good at them. You're not going to see, you know, back squat one week and then you're not going to see, and then back squat's not going away, Yeah, right? Um, you're not going to see a bent over row one week and it's going to go away forever. You're going to be doing these things repeatedly because that's how you get mm-hmm. good at things. Um, there's going to be a lot of unsexy work, but that's fine. There's also going to be a lot of super fun and applicable work on the field. All of this is delivered straight to your phone videos. You have access to the app that has a lot of features on it, nutrition, body weight, um, progress trackers, and you're going to have access to the Facebook page, which is going to be a community to ask questions, access to me and other players across yeah. the country. So it's going to be fun because we're going to, we're going to keep do some updated episodes along the way uh, with Sisu mm-hmm. with Sisu stuff, which is super cool. Um, and that I'm excited to continue this work. And man, I like I'm on almost to the end of week one right now since I started last Friday. And I'm excited about where I'm going to be in six weeks because th- right now yeah. I'm working on six month cycle or a six week cycle. So, yeah, shoot, man. 
I, yeah, by fall, come fall time, I would like to be a Godzilla. That'd be great. Yeah. And you know what? The best part of this, you're going to be Godzilla because we train our legs hard, but we also do hammer. Curls, oh, yeah. Baby. We do tricep extensions because you can have quads <laughs> like Godzilla, like a T-Rex. But if you have arms like a T-Rex, man, you can't hold on to a ball. That's right. Crouch, touch, set. It was excellent to talk to Bones about Sisu training systems and his visions for that moving forward. If you want to learn more, reach out directly to him on Instagram at Sisu Training Systems for more information. I know I say this all the time, but I really can't say it enough. We just want to say thank you to all you folks out there listening and striving to be the best versions of yourselves. If you loved listening to this episode as much as we loved making it, drop on by and leave us a rating and a review at Apple Podcasts. This really helps our visibility and increases the amount of people we can reach. Be sure to check out our Instagram at Weekly Warrior Podcast for more Weekly Warrior content. Until next Friday, stay healthy, stay positive, and discover your warrior within.